Welcome to In Our Mom's Basement Video Game Podcast, where we talk about everything video games with your host, Dan Geofway and Rage Quit Pat. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 62 of In Our Mom's Basements. I'm your host, Dan Joffrey, joined here with Rage Quit Pat. What's going on, buddy? Everything's going good, Dan the Pizza Man. Um, you know, we uh, had a very fun stream earlier. Um, and now we are here to talk about our game awards that is upcoming at the end of the month and also talk about the new systems that have popped out. Uh, you might have heard of them, the PlayStation 5, the Xbox Series S forward slash X. So, uh, yeah, some good topics today to talk about. Yeah, I never heard of these consoles before. It's not like they've been on social media or anything. Yeah, and it's not like they've been sold out everywhere and everybody's going crazy to find them, so... You know, it's a very interesting year, especially for next gen, because obviously with everything with COVID and a lot of the retailers kind of taking a step back, everything's been online. So it's been really tough to get these consoles. Yeah, man. It's just the, the battle of the bots. This is what we're basically yeah, at this point. It's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. It's definitely a terrible year for bots. I mean, they've definitely existed. We've all known they, they've existed, but it's been really bad right now. It's been really bad right now with the bots and everything. Yeah, it's been pretty bad. So speaking of new consoles, uh, which console did you pick up? Um, I picked up the digital version of the PlayStation 5, and I picked up the Xbox Series S. Um, I, I was kind of debating back and forth between the S and the X, um, and I just felt that, you know, I'm not really too much of a techie, and I don't really care about the all the power that much, but um, I kind of lean more towards the S. I know the memory's a little bit smaller, but I'll probably get um, an SSD at some point. But, um, you know, I'm very happy with the boombox and the uh, the router. They both look great. Yeah, the boombox isn't bad, 300 bucks. I mean, it's not bad at all. So it plays all the pretty games pretty quick. You still get the fast boot, which is still an improvement over the, for the uh, 1X. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what, what consoles did you pick up? Well, we game share, so I actually know what consoles you picked up. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, you know, I like the, the greatest the fastest the most powerful one so i got the series x and then you got the digital xbox i meant the digital playstation yeah i mean i kind of am done with discs um that's pretty much why i went with and it was a hundred dollars cheaper which was really good as well uh, i think we all kind of expected that you know we've always talked about it on the podcast for a very a very long time about the price points and everything like that so the digital version was fine by me and it's also gives up that extra spot for the disc so looks a little bit more sl- a little bit not that much of a difference but a little bit better yeah, but you know, regardless of the uh, the Xbox Series S, I mean, I was still surprised at that price point. Uh, that price point is is really good, actually. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. And the things that it does um, for 299 is really good, actually, for um, you know a console at that price. I was expecting it to be same thing like PlayStation 5, 399. But you know, when I was like I said, when I was going back and forth, I was like, you know what, I'll take the, you know the Series S is fine. Maybe down the road. Um, if they come out with like another Xbox Series X, like a little bit more powerful version, then maybe I'll jump on that. And obviously, if they make it a little bit smaller, because I really wasn't um, in the market for a refrigerator right now. So uh, may- maybe down the line, I'll upgrade, so to speak, in like maybe three years or so. That, that refrigerator that is completely real, I would totally get. I think it's awesome. You know, like I said, it's just crazy. You know, um, the size of these consoles in 2020 are just insane. And we both know that down the line they'll probably come out with a slimmer version so you know let's just i guess let's just enjoy it while we can right i know i was actually talking about the real fridge oh the real fr- okay the real fridge. all right well there you oh, okay 
I think is absolutely beautiful. Uh, so what games have you been playing on the Xbox and PlayStation? So last night, I actually, well, a couple of days ago, I got the upgraded version of Rainbow Six Siege. I switched it to 120 frames per second. And wow, dude, you know the difference big time. Like there is a big difference from 60 frames and 120 frames per second on Siege. And I felt like I had a little bit of advantage. I mean, players still killed me. I wasn't like destroying people, but I felt that I had a little bit of an advantage. I felt I was moving a little bit faster. There were a little bit of uh, clipping that I spotted, but it wasn't terrible, but it definitely is a very good upgrade. Um, I also played uh, Watch Dogs because we got the upgrade to the Series X version and the Series S because we got the Xbox One version and it runs really well. I like the ray tracing. Um, the only other one I would, and then Call of Duty Warzone are the only three that I've played so far that have been Series S and Series X versions of um, the new, the, the of next gen so far. And I mean, they run really great. The load times are so much better. And like I said, the gra- uh, ray tracing and graphically, it looks great. Rainbow Six Siege, if you haven't, if you have next gen and you haven't switched it to 120 frames per second, I would definitely do that because it's a definitely a big difference. 100% a big difference. What about you? <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, I have Rainbow Six installed. I haven't actually played it yet. Uh, Watch Dogs, of course. And I actually been playing Ark again since that, that did its new, uh, the upgrade on that as well. But I mean, I, I gotta say, regardless of the game that you're playing, fucking loading speeds are still fast as hell. Yeah. Um, and then on PlayStation, I've been playing the new Spider-Man. I, I already beat the Spider-Man remaster. Now I'm in the middle of Miles Morales, which I love that game so much, man. Yeah, the original Spider-Man, I'm gonna have to start over because I got the first version on disc and I didn't get to carry over my save. I mean, that game, I don't mind starting over because it's such a phenomenal game. I really, and uh, you know, I never really played the DLC, so that would be cool. But I'm on Miles Morales right now, and yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm pretty much doing, the only side quest so far I can't stand is that fucking dumb listening shit I just got. Uh, that shit's annoying. But uh, other than that, I'm really enjoying Miles Morales. And, you know, I transferred over some PS4 games I had on uh, backwards compatible, like uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I have to finish um, I had MLB The Show, but I uninstalled it, and I downloaded some of those PlayStation Plus games like Detroit Become Human, because I do kind of want to run through that again, because I only played it once. I do want to try different scenarios and stuff like that, too, so definitely want to run through that. Yeah, I downloaded God of War. I played a bit of God of War, God of War the new one. That game was, that game was good, man. That's it. Yeah. game I definitely want to jump into after I'm done with Spider-Man. Yeah, I would definitely highly recommend uh, God of War, and there's a lot to do if you want to do the side stuff in there. They have side stuff in there too, but definitely storyline-wise, it was phenomenal, and I can't wait for Ragnarok next year as well. But God of War, I'd highly recommend. If you ever even played Uncharted either, uh, Pizza Man, I would definitely uh, jump into Uncharted as well. You know, there's there's a plethora of PlayStation games. You know, that's the the main seller uh, with the you know Sony is their their exclu- exclu- exclusives are top notch. Yeah, there's definitely some games on the radar that I really want to check out. Uh, definitely for sure. What do we What do we think of the controllers? Let's start with the Xbox. What do we? Th- I mean, I love it. I actually think it's a step up, uh, step up from the Xbox One controller. I think the triggers are much better. And I'm talking about the LB and the RB buttons. Uh, my big issue with the Xbox One controller was the LB and the RB buttons were so freaking flimsy. Flimsy, yeah. Like, like, easy like yeah, ridiculous how flimsy they were. But um, definitely big. And I, I like the grips on the back of the controller. Like here. Like the the grips here on the back of the controller, like right here, are really good, and they, it feels really comfortable in your hand. Definitely and it's a little bit 
it's a little bit smaller as well. Is, is the controller different on the Xbox Series X? It's the same controller, right? I'm assuming. Oh, same as that controller. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's. It, I definitely think it's an upgrade from the Xbox One. Also, like I said, the triggers they don't feel flimsy like they did in you know the Xbox One. And I also the D-pad is much better as well. I think the D-pad is much better. Well, I don't really use the share button. I click the share button by accident all the time. I don't know if that happens to you, I'm but every time I'm, yeah, every time I, I click the share button constantly by accident. So I have so many freaking screenshots and shares and whatnot, but definitely a big upgrade. I definitely am digging the, the series, the, the series S and the X controller. How about you? How do you, how do you feel about it? Uh, well, somebody who, you know, used their Lee controller for so long and, uh, you know, the, the Lee controller is nice. It's heavy. That's what I liked about it. Um, and then, you know, obviously the customizations, but I actually found myself a lot more using the new controller. Uh, it's just, it is, it's very comfortable in my hand. It doesn't really slide out easily. Like you said, the triggers are, are beautiful. It has a little bit of resistance yeah. in there, which is nice. Uh, the D-pad, I think it's fucking loud. So, I mean, I wish you can kind of not be so loud on that, but other than that, yeah. I love the share button though. Uh, you know, I like to do a lot of recording of some games, so the share button does come in handy for me. Yeah. Um, it doesn't record your voice, though, right? It's still, like, pretty much when you used to do the Xbox record, that type shit. It's still yeah, just not picking up. I, I don't think it does voice yet. Mm. That would be cool. That would save a lot of time for, like, editing and shit. Like, you know, if you wanted to edit videos and stuff like that. Yeah, I think PlayStation does the, the voice recording. Maybe. I'm not sure. Um, what do we think of the, the DualSense? Actually, I really like it. I think it's the best remote uh, for you know out of the PlayStation series. Uh, I love how long they made the made like the uh, you know the, the the grips like it's so much longer. It feels it feels yeah. more naturally like the way it's like yeah. curved and shaped into your hand. It's beautiful. I do not I'm, like the triggers though. You don't like you're not the fan of the adaptive triggers. I think it's a little like, too tough to be pushing down. It's like I'm getting a I mean, workout as I'm pushing the button. Yeah, I can see what you mean. Um, as I do agree with you. I think out of all the PlayStation controllers, I would say this is definitely the best. And I was a big fan of the DualShock 4. I thought they finally did did a great job with the controller with the triggers on that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really, I, don't, I don't mind the triggers. I actually really like the triggers, like the feedback it gives you with the, especially in Spider-Man with the web swinging, you feel the, the webs, like the, the pushback on that. Yeah. I really like it. I really like it. I'm, I'm a big fan of, I might maybe play a little bit more shooters on this a little bit more because the triggers are better. Uh, the D-pad is fine. Um, but yeah, I'm huge fan of this, the DualSense controller. I have, I don't know if it's the DualSense controller that's glitching on me, but it might just be the game, but I mean, I've I've had a I had a couple glitches today where in Spider Man it would just kind of freeze and Miles would just walk in a straight line and I couldn't do anything. But um, that's not about the controller. But anyway, definitely the best controller that PlayStation has had. And I was like I said, big fan of DualShock Four. I actually was a fan of DualShock Two. You know, the PS3 controller. I thought both of them stunk, but Sony did a really good job with this one. Very good yeah, job. They, it looks like they actually took the time to sit down and think about the design and the way they did the back where like the little PlayStation symbols are the little grips. I think that's a, a beautiful addition to it. What do we think of the um, the, uh, God? Why can't I get the uh, the startup screens? What do we what, what um what do we think of the startup screens on Xbox? Xbox. We can't really comment too much because it's pretty bad. much huh. 
barely even has one. It just like goes straight yeah. to the dashboard. It basically, yeah. Well, the the Xbox dashboard is basically the same dashboard as it was on the Xbox One, which I was a little disappointed. I thought they were going to upgrade it. Um, so we can't really comment too much on that because it's the same thing. They, they didn't really change too much the overlay, but I really like the PlayStation 5 overlay. The only issue I have with it is doing setting up a party system. It's a little weird because it, it it's very confusing. It go it you you bring someone into a voice chat, but then technically they're not in the voice chat. You're just in it. And then if you go to the menu, it'll say that they're in the voice chat, but they're not. They have to like it's just that's the only thing that confuses me really with the new overlay for the PS5. But I like that the menus are very simple. Uh, the games are right there in the front like they were on PS4, and it's very easy to navigate through the store and navigate through a bunch of different other options to get to your games and storage and stuff like that. Yeah, so, um, I mean, they did some small changes to the Xbox, but nothing, like, really noticeable to people. Uh, I mean, regardless, you know, the boot up from turning it off to on is ridiculously fast. And then the mm-hmm. same thing with the PlayStation. Like, I haven't actually touched a PlayStation since I had the uh, Batman exclusive console all those years ago. And that was before yeah. the Pro, like, before all that. So that was a big change for me. Everything is in a new, whole new spot. Everything is a little bit different. You know, the the little bar at the top is more or less the same fucking thing. You know, nothing has changed yep. with that. But where other things are is a little bit different. Uh, but I like them. I like them both. I think they're really fast, uh, easy to navigate. It took me a little while in the, the PlayStation settings to find things I was looking for, but I think they're really fast and I, 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 they're beautiful. And PlayStation doesn't Sony doesn't really have a need to change their UI much. Uh, I'm not sure why. I guess it just feel like it's simple enough for people. Yeah, I, I didn't mind the UI on PS4. So it was, I mean, I mean, like I said, definitely a good UI on the PS5. 100%. I really like it. Um, very easy to navigate. Like I said, hopefully down the line they fix the party system how to invite people to a party because it's very confusing on ps4 is much easier simple this one's a very little very confusing so i hope they i hope they do switch that yeah we'll see but we're in, trying to invite somebody to a party i haven't done that yet but we're in next gen dan and then you know um i i say this you know in a very nice way not a negative way but it just didn't feel it still doesn't feel like we're in next generation to be honest you know, like I said, I don't, I don't think say this in a very negative tone or a negative way. Um, it just, you know, obviously everything with COVID and everything that's happened, it just did not feel like next gen because of obviously the the promotion. You know, retail obviously had to cut back. The retail excitement wasn't there. Obviously, on the Xbox end, we didn't really have any exclusive to kind of be an uproar and excited about. Games being pushed Re- back by developers. Games being pushed back. Realistically, the only PlayStation 5 exclusive is Demon Souls because you could get Miles Morales on PS4 and um, that other Sackboy and stuff like that. You could get that on PS4. So truthfully, the exclusive only on PS5 was the remaster of Demon Souls. So yes, we're in next generation. I'm happy. Don't get me wrong. The load screens like we keep talking about are great. The 120 frames per second on Rainbow Six Siege is fantastic. But just, you know, again, it just just did not feel like, besides going crazy trying to get the Xbox when I was fucking, you know, it took me two hours to fucking get it. But, uh, you know, other than that, it just did not feel like next generation as like it did when, you know, when Xbox One came out and PS4 came out, like, you know, on Xbox, all inviting each other to parties playing like Battlefield and like, you know, 
things like that. This time around, it's just kind of we're just kind of going through the motions. Like, oh, we have a next gen console, and just kind of eh, we're just going we're going through the motions. I think uh, I think uh, you know in about six months things are gonna start changing as far as you know the games. I think uh, developers are gonna start upgrading their games to support next gen. You know, you got all you got a bunch of new games coming out soon uh, over the next six months. You know, um, Cyberpunk being one of them. So hopefully, yeah. <laughs> cross cross my fingers. Uh, so I think within the next six months we'll start to see some really good games coming to next gen. And I could agree with that. I 100% can agree with that. You you know, we have Resident Evil Village coming out in January. Obviously, you know, Halo is a very highly anticipated game. I'm sure a lot of people who have Xboxes are, you know, waiting for that. And then, you know, eventually Fable is also on its way. That probably looks like 2022 most likely. But, you know, I, I could agree with that. There's definitely going to be some uh, next-gen titles that are, oh, Medium. There's that game Medium that looks really, that looks good. So... Yeah, definitely should be, you know, exciting time over the next couple months. And I think that's when we'll start to feel, wow, it's it's next gen. I think I agree with you. I think that's when we'll start to feel like it's next gen around that time. So how was the battle of your pre-order for uh, next gen? Well, PlayStation 5 wasn't too bad. Uh, PS5, I have a friend that helped that assisted me uh, in pre-ordering it. I had some money left over where I pre-ordered it and um, he called me. And was like, pre-orders are up. Do you want me to move some of your reserves? I was like, yeah, go ahead. That's fine. Xbox is a little bit more difficult because of the bots. Um, I was on the Microsoft store at 11 o'clock. I think that's when they went up. And I had it in my cart. I was getting ready to check out. I was on the sign-in screen, and it crashed. So two hours later, my friend who also was doing pre-orders had his laptop, his iPad, any device you could think of was open, and he was able to secure the Series S for me, and I just, he he got it, was able to ship it to where I lived, and I just sent him the money for it. So the Xbox was a little bit more difficult for me to get. PlayStation 5, you know, I was the last person to go in the store to pick it up. The employee actually had to walk me to my car, which was fine. I was actually, because it's a crazy world, you know, some, you know crazy world we live in. You know, I, there, he told me a story that, Somebody in another town got stabbed for their console, and it was for the uh, the Xbox, not even the PlayStation. But it's just a crazy world we live in, man. You just people are insane sometimes. How, you know? Yeah, people are pretty reckless with that kind of stuff. Yeah. What happened with yours? How was your pre-order experience? Uh, well, PlayStation was easy. I went to GameStop and I was able to pre-order it. So I mean, I was no sweat. Uh, when it came to the Xbox. Uh, Went to GameStop. I wasn't. I only was able to pre-order Series S. I'm like, Ugh, I don't want that shit. But I, I pre-ordered it for uh, Diego because Diego needed one, so I gave him a Series S. And then yeah. I got home and uh, I found a link on Twitter to a Series X on Amazon. But well, it wasn't live yet. But somehow I went to the link. I was able to put it into my cart and purchase it. So I got extreme luck with that. So I was able to put it on Amazon pretty easily too. So. Thankfully, it wasn't that. And I yeah, I mean, a PlayStation also. On what happened? What happened? I was also able to pre-order two PlayStations on Amazon too. No, oh, there you go. I have a very interesting uh, thing to talk about too, and I sent it to you, and I'm sure we could talk about it because IGN reported it. It's on YouTube, so it's been it's being reported. Uh, what are your thoughts on the um, emulate emulation on Series S and the X? You know, we I watch videos. I sent you the videos. I mean. That's especially for the Series S, a three hundred dollars system to run 
those emulators and run them very well. That's crazy. What are your yeah, thoughts? Think about that because uh, you know Series S is technically a high-powered PC in a certain sense. I mean, it's not like high-end, but it is a gaming PC in some standards. So, you know, and also emulators aren't illegal. ROMs are, but in some emulators, it's not. So... All right. Well, <laughs> I just wasn't sure because back then, a couple of years ago, when we were, you know. We we had you know whatever, but I and we couldn't really talk about it. We couldn't really talk yeah, about it, so that's why installing emulators is fine. We can't talk about ROMs, <laughs> but uh, I think uh, it's really cool uh, that you know that a a Series S can play backwards compatible games in their own console. Can you know? No, I'll just take that joke off the table real quick. Uh, but I think it's really cool. I think I, I might give that a try uh, over here. I know you wanted to do the emulator on yours as well. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, Microsoft has to know about it, right? I mean, think about it. They're charging 20 bucks to go into developer mode, right? Let's just say 1 million people do it. That's $20 million. So, I mean, and, you know, Microsoft, I've seen, hasn't taken down any of the videos. So, I'm sure they know, and it's money in their pocket. The 360, too. Were well. you? Oh, yeah, I didn't, you oh, I didn't know that. But the thing is, no one's doing anything illegal. I mean, it's perfectly legal to install an emulator. So there's no breach of contract or TOS or anything being being hit with that. Okay. Yeah, I just wasn't sure because, you know, obviously with the cert, you know, but I mean, to, the, the thing that I see in it run, which is great, is besides Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo, because I feel like every every emulator could run those games, but to see it run like PlayStation 1, uh, Super Nintendo, GameCube, and... Uh, Sega Dreamcast. That's, I mean, that's great, and that's great. And then, the thing is, I don't, you know, I don't know if you look up any like old games that we used to play as kids, but they're going up. Like classic games are becoming very expensive. So this is a very good alternative. I mean, in my opinion, and if they could run, that's great. I know PS2, they're slowly bringing it in, and some games are starting to, some games run, some games need some work, but. I mean, I'm excited for Nintendo 64, actually, and PS1, mostly, to be honest, because I was, those games were my childhood. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Uh, you know, I definitely want to, reading, still reading and checking out more about it, see how the, a lot of other games are running, but, I mean, I'm not opposed to doing it. Yeah, uh, I mean, once I saw, my, my coworker actually showed show me that video, and then, you know, I was like, let me send this to Dan, let me see, you know, his thoughts on this, and... I was like, well, I was like, you know, yeah, I'm full steam ahead. I think, but like I said, if I get it, I'm probably going to have to start, get look into an SSD very shortly. Yeah, because I'm not saying we're going to get ROMs or anything, but they definitely take up space. Yeah, no, absolutely. It seems like it. But it's cool. I mean, another, uh, you know, if you guys are Xbox fans or looking into getting an Xbox and you like to play classic games, I mean, that's something to look into as well, guys. Because unfortunately, Sony doesn't seem like they're going to be pulling back on their like non-backwards compatibility beyond PS4. So, you know, if you're a big and unless you have unless you want to get PlayStation Now, which only has a select number of PS2 games and like PS3 or PS they don't even have PS1. So, you know, it's something to look into if you like uh classic games. Yeah, definitely well worth it. But um yeah, I mean, anything else we need to cover on the uh the systems? I think we're good to we're good. Yeah, I think we're good to go. I mean, if anyone else has anything to add in there, you know, just hit us up on social media. We'll love to talk about it more. Now it's time to talk about main topic of today's show, 
and that is the Game Award Show, which we got coming up in a few weeks. But of course, before we jump into that, we got to do a quick 30-second ad break. So we will be right. Are you looking to start a podcast? Well, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. They offer a lot of great services, such as their creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast in one place. Did I forget to mention that it's free? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Um, at the end of the month, uh, Dan and I have been promoting it uh, pretty heavily. Um, I did it earlier um, on today's stream. Well, uh, Big Tony, you could actually just, um, the original Xbox, uh, you could just play those games. They're backwards compatible. You don't have to, uh, you actually don't have to get like a emulator for that because they, it's backwards compatible on the Xboxes, so you're good to go. You don't have to get an emulator or anything like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, Dan and I have been promoting the Game Awards. That is the link right there uh, for you guys in chat to click if you guys have not voted. But we're not going to run down every single category. We have, I think, about 25 categories, so we're not going to do all 25, but we'll run down some of our you know, popular categories. Who do we think is going to win? And also we have some guest presenters uh, that'll be doing it as well. Um, so let's talk about the let's let's begin with you know the cream of the crop, as the Macho Man Randy Savage would say, um, the game of the year. Uh, we have our nominees for that are Ghost of Tsushima, Animal Crossing: New Horizons, Final Fantasy VII: The Remake, Doom Eternal, and Half Life: Alyx. And what's interesting about Half Life: Alyx is that it's a VR game. So. Uh, VR game is debuting on our game of the year for the first time. This is our fifth annual uh, game of the year. So, Dan, um, any thoughts you think uh, should win it? Or you know, think about it. People have been waiting for a Half-Life game for a very, very long time. Uh, so, me, me included. Uh, so, I'm gonna be picking up the Oculus probably this weekend, and <laughs> I'm gonna be playing Half-Life. Uh, I have not voted for game of the year yet because I've been waiting. You know, right now I'm rolling between Animal Crossing Doom, but maybe after I play Half Life, my opinion might change. Yeah, uh Doom I heard a lot of good things. You know, I you know, it's on Game Pass. Both Doom One and Doom Eternal. A lot of good things I heard about Doom Eternal. Animal Crossing, you know, is on there because obviously Animal Crossing is a good game. But it came out at a really, really good time, right? That's when quarant that's when we were pretty much quarantined. That was it. Pretty much. And pretty much that was the go to game. And I remember people that I knew that weren't even gamers, they were just maybe casual gamers or social gamers, people were picking up switches just to play Animal Crossing, just well, so they could I'm do a, something. So she could play Animal Crossing. Yeah. And it was just it, it was a game that came out at the perfect time. It was a very wholesome game. Um, you know, brought it, bring, it was bringing a lot of positivity into things. Obviously, we're going very negative in the world. Obviously, we were quarantined, couldn't do anything. So, Animal Crossing was came out at the right time. Ghost of Tsushima, phenomenal game, definitely a must PlayStation exclusive to pick up. Um, I'm not going to say what I voted for until the Game Awards, actually. So, I will not say what I voted for, but I did vote. 
Yeah, and of course, I'm, I'm not going to really say mine either. And I mean, yeah, you know, Final Fantasy speaks for itself. You know, Final Fantasy has a very long and uh, big community that loves the series. So, you know, we know that up there. Um, let's talk about uh, the biggest disappointment. This is always my favorite category. Uh, but I just want to be clear to everybody that these games are not necessarily bad. These games could be good, but... They just did not live up to their hype. Maybe their sales numbers were low than expected. Um, and again, yeah, so, you know, people. Some people actually do like these games are on this list, but they are they are disappointing. Um, Marvel's Avengers, Predator: Hunting Grounds, Star Wars Squadrons, Godfall, and Bleeding Edge. Um, I mean, I kind of feel like I know it's going to be the clear winner here, but I'm not going to say. But uh, I will say I was excited for Predator Hunting Grounds and Squadrons up until I saw a serial killer who's part of the Monster Squad stream the game. And I was just like, yeah, this is not worth it. I was like, this, I was like, this is not worth it. I was like, no way. There's, not, there's nothing to do. It's like it's really not much to do at all. It's like an and yeah, it was like it was kind of. I mean, they, what they do is they try to put in NPCs and stuff like that. But the thing is, it's it's again, it's one of those games where if you don't have a good squad, you're you're done. And I think the Predator is too underpowered, if that makes any sense, from what I've seen of people playing the Predator. He seems very underpowered. So I mean, I know they're trying to keep it fair, but still disappointing in that sense. And then Star Wars Squadrons, I mean. To me, it just felt like another attempt at EA to try to bring back a classic. Um, you know, speaking of Star Wars Rogue Squadron, I felt they were trying to bring back that feel, but I don't think they nailed it at all. And, you know, I know it's only a $40 game, but I just think EA needs to just fucking give up the license. I wish that was, I wish we were, I wish that was gaming news this week was that I woke up and they're like, EA has you know, no longer has the Star Wars license. It would be such an amazing thing. Well, the last Star Wars game wasn't that bad, and it was it's under EA, technically. Yeah, no, of course. I, I really like the Fallen Order, but I think that's what they need to just do. I think they need to make a, another single-player game and just leave this fucking multiplayer shit out of it because they just can't get that. They just, they're not good at it. No, EA sucks on multiplayer right now. And then, of course, I mean, there's Marvel's Avengers. I mean... What can we re- what can we really say that's not uh, that's not disappointing about it you know um, obviously I guess people thought it was going to be a like an Avengers game kind of like uh, you know you pick your Avengers and you got you, you know go through this story but it was heavily Destiny ish and I think that's what kind of turned a lot of people off and I don't know if you saw Dan but the sales numbers obviously stunk so. Hence, that's why it's on this list. Yeah, well, I can tell you, I've played Avengers. Uh, I have over 100 hours into it. I enjoyed most of it. Then again, there was a lot of a lot of glitches and stuff that really stopped your progression in game. And, you know, random crashes and some of the stuff was just, you know, very repetitive. You know, I maxed out my, my Captain America. I even geared Maxim as well. Uh, yeah. Multiplayer didn't work for shit. Like I couldn't get into any parties with people at all. 
Uh, so I mean, that kind of drove me away from the game quite a bit. But I mean, it was fun while it lasted. Yeah, and I, I've heard the same thing. I've heard, you know, I've heard a lot of mixed things on it. You know, people that have like, oh, you know, I put X and X amount of hours, and I didn't mind it. And I've heard people say, it's just, it's, it's, it's not a good game. Yeah, so, Kate Bishop's supposed to be coming out this month, actually, for the game. We'll see what happens. I think people were expecting kind of a Marvel Ultimate Alliance-ish type game, kind of. Not in that sense of that same style, but, you know, minus the grinds, the grinding and stuff like that. Um, but I, we'll see. I, I think, like I said, I think I know what the clear winner is going to be. So we'll see. Um, another category we have is best horror game. This one I think might be close. We have Resident Evil 3. That's actually not close Phas- at all so far. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Phasmophobia, Doom Eternal, uh, Dark Pictures Anthology, Little Hope, and Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, which is also a VR game. Another VR game on the list. And normally they're on the bad list, but, you know, I played four out of, well, three out of the five. Uh, Resident Evil 3, I thought was good. Uh, not as good as the Resident Evil 2 remake, but I thought it was good. You know, Phasmophobia is fun. I, I have a good time playing it, but I can only take it in bunches, in my opinion. I can't. New, uh, new uh, content came out. Yeah, I'm down for that. Like yeah, I said, I, like I like the. They have a demon that crawls on the walls now, so we got to jump into it. Yes. Yeah, I'm down for that. Like I said, I like to play it in bunches. I don't like to play it, um, you know, for fucking 10 hours because I, I, I could go crazy constantly doing the same thing over and over and over again. Like, hey, hello. Hello, like yelling and ooey ooey and all that fucking shit. Um, but you and I recently finished Dark Pictures Anthology. I'd love to run through it again, and hopefully we'll get everyone to live. But because of you, we had we had one person die. Um, but I tried. You know, right. you picked. I tried to, you saved I tried the wrong. Save my myself character. You know, Daniel was in need. Well, you saved the wrong person, but it's all right. Well, we could run through it again, and hopefully we'll get everybody to live. Yeah, I played, them, but, I played four out of the five of those games, and I, I gotta say, two of those games are on top of my list. Uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. And I, I always like the horror uh, category. I think there's um, some good horror games here, and like I said, it's crazy that another VR game is on the list, because like I said, there's not ever any too many VR games that are on our list. Yeah, I mean, I heard quite a bit from that game. Uh, I know some people who actually played, and yeah, they said they said good things about it. So, I haven't played yeah. it, but I'm going to take the word for it. Yeah, no, absolutely. A um, couple more here we'll talk about, um, and then we'll we'll talk about who is going to be our guest presenters here. Um, let's see. We have the most anticipated. Um, again, these are not games that are supposed to come out next year. Some Most do, but sometimes they don't, and it's like not till 2022 or 23 or whatever. Uh, we have God of War, Ragnarok, Fable, Halo Infinite, Horizon Forbidden West, and Resident Evil Village. Um, I could tell you I'm excited about all these games uh, easily, 100%. Uh, probably the most out of all of them. Um, I, Halo for me, Resident Evil Village, of course. I mean, I'm, I've been dying for a new Fable game since Fable 2 because Fable 3 sucked. God, I love the Fable uh, series. Yeah. So, so would you say Fable would be yours? You would say? Yeah, I would. I would probably go with Fable since I've been waiting Fable for the longest, and I know once they they announced Fable, I think that was the most excited I've been for a while. So, so I think it would be yeah, Fable. 
All right, so we'll we'll go uh, we'll go two more here that have our, the high, kind of the highlight the categories that some of the categories that we have, and then um, you know again we'll talk about who is going to be our pre- guest presenters. Uh, most underrated, another favorite category of mine. This one is basically games that have kind of been swept, not swept under the rug, but under the radar, so to speak. They've come out, and they're a lot of fun. Um, Man Eater, I've heard a lot of good things about. It's a really fun game. Um, a shark RPG, can't go wrong with that. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons, I actually caught myself enjoying this game. Uh, definitely was a lot of fun, and I, you know, I'm not into dungeon crawlers or Diablo-ish type games too much. Um, then we have Moving Out, Zombie that. Army 4, and Streets of Rage, which was a really fun game. Had a good time with that. Yeah, we, we, we beat that pretty quick. Yeah, you know, I, I like going back to the classic, the classic beat-em-ups where the game's maybe only an hour and a half, but it's not an easy game. You know, that's how it was when we were kids. Like, games were short, but they the difficulty spike was bumped up. Let's see. I beat Minecraft Dungeons. I beat Street of Rage. Uh, I played Moving Out. Moving Out's fun, but I think we should try to co-op that because I think it would be fucking hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I'm always down for everything. Um, then we have here, of course, we want to give a special shout-out to Jade. This one is the best Jade for um, parentheses indie game, so we call it Jade Games. Uh, Phasmophobia, Deep Rock Galactic, Moving Out, Golf With Your Friends, and Streets of Rage 4 as well. So you're going to see a couple games on these categories here. So, uh, you know, uh, Streets of Rage is on a couple nominees. I think Ghost of Tsushima kind of dominates our uh, our nominees, I think, and Phasmophobia. Yeah, quite a bit of Phas. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, we love all of our podcast guests. Um, and, you know, when we ask to do this category, we ask the guests if they mind. You know, we don't just kind of throw them in there uh we asked them if it's cool with them and then if they win this category they win a cool um collab shirt which we did with jade last year jade won last year and we actually a really nice shirt i'm actually a fan of that shirt yeah a couple of people actually bought the shirt today or recently no i mean when when uh, when we announced it oh yeah uh, a couple of her so, uh, fans enjoyed it yeah so if you click that link there you could you know buy that collab shirt but this year we'll have a different shirt um, our nominees for the podcast guests are Reanimator, uh, Dillinger Banks, Asika, Jamie, and Steve-O, who was part of the Gutter Nerds. So, again, we love all of our guests, and these guests have, a, you know, agreed to be in the category. So I don't just say you're on the, you know, you're on the category. So we just asked them, and we also asked them if they agreed to do the special collab shirt. That's not actually and, our, our merch store anymore. Oh, it's not? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. That's the you're right. <laughs> we gotta fix that. There we go. There is the link. Ah, there we go. So that command has gotta be adjusted. Oh look, we got beanies. I didn't know we had beanies. <laughs> yeah, and there's some new stuff in there. Bring it up for the Windsor. Yeah, there we go. And also if you guys want an ugly Christmas sweater, it's on there as well. And I was wearing it today, so uh definitely uh get your inner mom's basement merch and you know, be on the lookout for that shirt. The Jade Princess shirt is there as well. And whoever wins this will have another collab shirt as well. So that's the highlight of our Game Awards. Again, there's 25 categories. That's just some of the, you know, like the ones we like to highlight because we don't want to 
spend an hour going through every single category. So um, our guest presenters. So for the first time, uh, we're actually going to have them record a video. Uh, normally what we had them do in the past was they would just pop into Discord and they would just kind of read it off, but we didn't visually see them. This year we have them recording a video and they'll be appearing. So we have a couple guest presenters. We have Jade, of course. She'll be guest presenting. Um, Reanimator is going to be presenting. Uh, Dillinger Banks, a serial killer. Uh, Steve-O from the Gutter Nerds, Who's Your Boy? Asika, BZ Plays, Flying Ninja, Miss Machiavelli, who has a great Australian accent. So I'm very excited for that. Um, Erratic Agent and Spoiler It Sucks are our guest presenters. And when the Game Awards happens, we will let you know what they're Actually, we'll announce it on social media beforehand as well, what they're presenting. <coughs> yeah, we, we could do it beforehand or keep a surprise. Oh, we'll, we'll debate on that one. Yeah, we'll figure that out. But yeah, the Game Awards, guys, December 29th, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, very excited. Our Game Awards are this our fifth annual, which I can't believe. Remember our first, Dan? Remember our fir first oh, in 20... Yeah, in, in time goes on, it's just getting easier for us. You know, like when we did it, it's almost like panicking. Like, how do I do this? How do I do that? You know, it's like... And I think we bumped it down because I remember in 2016, I think we had like 30, over 30 categories. Oh, so many categories. <laughs> it was like a, and like I remember, two and a half hour long awards. And I remember people were angry because we made it mandatory for every, you had to vote for every single category. And I remember people like, I never played any of these games. Why do I have to vote? This time we, we, we learned on our ways throughout the years and we, we fixed up a lot of things to make it easier for ourselves and people to vote. Yeah, no, it's it's been a it's been a wild ride, and I'm excited to definitely share the again the fifth annual Game Awards 2020 uh, for in our mom's basement again, guys. December 29th, 8 p.m. Eastern time, live on Twitch. As we close it out, we're gonna drop our socials here. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitch at in our mom's basement, and on our website at in our mom's basement .com. And don't forget to follow all of our podcast platforms, Google, Pandora, Anchor, Spotify, all that good stuff. All right. All right, guys. Um, you know, again, great conversation, of course, Dan. Appreciate it. Um, Always fun. I know we didn't really do much in November, you know, with the holidays and stuff and everything that's going on. But, you know, we're back. This was a good episode, and um, I look forward to the Game Awards. Yeah, I do, too. I think it's going to be fun. Be a lot of fun. I think you'll be back here, right? So we'll be doing it in my apartment. Yes, we'll be doing it together live in one place. All right, perfect. As we normally do it. I think there's only been one year where we did it separately. All right. Well, that is it for episode 62. Um, again, Dan the Pizza Man, I hope you go enjoy your uh, big pie of pizza. Tomorrow. All right. All right, guys. I'm Rage Quit Pat. That's Dan the Pizza Man. And, uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful day, night, evening. Good night. You've just listened to the In Our Mom's Basement, a video game podcast with your hosts, Dan Giofue and Rage Quit Pat. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play. See you in the next episode.